0: Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's self-polishing glow coat present Fibber McGee and Molly written by Don Quinn with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. opens with, There's a Great Day Coming Manana. Did you ever take a look at particles of dirt and dust under a magnifying glass? They look just like sharp, ragged rocks. No wonder dirt wears things out. When stone and steel wear away, you can't expect wood surfaces or painted surfaces to stand up without protection. But dirt doesn't need to wear out those surfaces. They can easily be protected with an application of Johnson's Wax. The tough coat of wax acts as a shield, guards the surfaces of floors, furniture, and woodwork against wear. And when the wax is worn off, you can easily renew that protection with another coat of wax. Johnson's Wax will help you prolong the life of many things in your home which you cannot replace in wartime. Ladies and gentlemen, we give you Fibber McGee and Molly. (laughs) But first, first, we give you Fibber, who, with his honor, Mayor Latrivia, is sitting in a duck blind at the edge of Mud Lake. (laughs) They're loaded down with lunch baskets, shotgun shells, and blankets. And the bottom of the boat is completely covered with no ducks whatsoever.
1: Avenue, trivia. You'll get some ducks. People go hunting with me never fail. And why? Because I'm a natural hunter. Got an instinct for stalking game. Now, a hunter has got to learn two things first, the habits of the game he's hunting, and second, silence. Silence is very important, Latrivia. A hunter that can't keep his mouth shut is liable to scare all the game away, you see? On the other hand, a fellow that keeps gabbing all the time hasn't got the For oh, goodness to... sakes, will you keep quiet for <laughs> Not so loud, La Trivia.
2: <laughs> That's
1: exactly what I was talking about. You're too gabby. I'm too gabby. I haven't said three words since we got here this morning. I'm too cold. Well, I'm cold, too. That's why I talk. <laughs> Figure while my teeth are chattering, I might as well make them useful. <laughs> Now before I start it as an expert hunter, McGee, look what's that? Where? Flying this way, over to the right, in a V formation. Ah, that's a bunch of army planes. Put down your gun and wave to them, Mr. Bia. Those are our boys.
2: Hi, boys! After landing, Yoo-hoo!
0: army planes. Quack 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 quack. Who's the one in front with the yellow bill, Jimmy Doolittle?
2: Well,
1: doggone it, they look like army planes. Ducks have got no right to fly in a V formation while there's a war on. It's too confusing.
0: Oh, no, don't be so silly, McGee. Ducks have always flown in a V formation. Yeah, <laughs> a
1: likely story. <laughs> ducks don't even know how to spell victory.
2: <laughs> Give
1: me that stuff, trivia. I know my ducks. I was a professional duck hunter once. You don't say. What were you before that? A street singer with a mandolin. Used to make as much as six bucks just on a Sunday morning singing, I'll meet you in the
0: garden where the prairies grow. I can understand why you took up duck shooting. What do you mean? Must have been easier to pot ducks than vice versa. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, hand me the thermos jug. I want some hot coffee. Thermos jug? Yes, 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 yes. I'm half frozen. It's under the seat there. I tried a rope to the handle so it wouldn't fall overboard. Oh, here, oh, here,
1: here. Here's the rope. Uh, hey, this ain't a thermos jug. This is an anchor. And what, may I ask, did you throw over for an anchor? Oh, <laughs> well, see whiz, how did I know? Hey, hand me my shotgun, quick. Here comes three of them right over our heads. You take the one on the right, I'll take the other two. McGee, don't shoot.
0: Stop it. Put your gun down. (laughs) (laughs) McGee, I'm going home. Oh, no,
1: no. (laughs) McGee. Be a sportsman. We'll get some ducks. No, no. I don't want to stay out here with the duck hunter who fires
0: at airplanes and throws kisses to mallards. <laughs> who throws the coffee overboard and offers me a cold anchor to drink.
2: <laughs> who tatters
0: away like a magpie with... Look, McGee, here they come. My first shot. Keep your head down. Oh,
3: boy, there's a million... Enough. And <laughs> Well, I'm so glad you called, Mrs. Toops, and I'll see that you get a couple of ducks as soon as he gets home. We can't choose more than two of them ourselves, and I promise one to Billy Mills and two to Mr. Wilcox. Yes. Oh, don't mention it. Goodbye. Now, let me see. I better write that down. Two ducks to Mrs. Toops, two to Mr. Wilcox, one to Mr. Mills, and two for ourselves. That's seven. I wonder what we better do with the rest of them. Oh, uh, come in. Hello there, daughter. Where's Johnny? Oh, McGee? <laughs> He went duck hunting with Mayor Latrivia, Mr. Oldtimer. Duck hunting, eh? Gee, I wish I knew he was gone, daughter. I'm quite a numb ride myself. <laughs> <laughs> now, you mean nimrod.
1: Not in this weather, daughter. It's
3: numb.
2: <laughs>
3: Johnny, pretty good man with a gun. Oh, McGee's a wonderful shot, Mr. Oldtimer. Though they got off to rather a bad start today. What you mean, daughter? Well, just as they were loading up the mayor's automobile, McGee stumbled and spilled all the shotgun shells under the car. Latrine, you get mad? Oh, no, no, he didn't get mad. He just stood there and sang, Raise the Ford and pass the ammunition.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, daughter. But that ain't the way I heard it. <laughs> the way I heard it. Hey, if you have any
3: ducks left over, give me one, will you, daughter? Why, certainly, Mr. Oldtimer. Thanks, daughter. The way I heard it, one feller says the tell the feller, see, say. Come in. He says, come in. Oh, for goodness sakes, I'll open it for them. McGee!
1: Take some of this stuff, Molly. Take the lunch basket. Hey, old-timer, grab this shotgun. Take the blanket, somebody, huh? I'm about ready to fold up.
3: Oh, you poor lad, you do look tired. Here, sit down here.
1: Where's the ducks, Johnny? I only got one. (laughs) Boy, what a day. Take my shoes off, will you, Molly? Of
3: course I will. I'll run up and get your slippers for you, too. Only one duck? Yes, only one duck. You want to make something out of it? <laughs> well, I promised him one if you got a lot of them, McGee. I promised me one anyway. I did not. She did
2: too. She did not. She did too. I did not.
4: You keep out of this, you little... Oh, excuse me, George.
2: <laughs> hey, where might I
1: put the shotgun, Johnny? Oh, I'll lean it in the corner there. Any place. You sure it
3: isn't loaded, dearie? What
1: do you mean, loaded? What kind of a hunter do you think I am coming into the house with a loaded gun? Pull the trigger and see for yourself. Okay. There, you see? Only a fool would keep a gun loaded when he was coming. Ow! Well, you ain't a complete fool, Johnny. You unloaded one barrel.
3: down, McGee?
1: Yeah, a little. Give me another match, will you? Oh, My okay. cigar cigar's going out. Ain't got enough strength left to puff on it. Thanks.
3: Well, it must be a great sport, duck hunting.
1: Yeah, well, it is fun. But this is the last time I go duck hunting with Latrivia.
2: Why?
1: Well, I don't know, but that's what he said.
2: <laughs>
1: no sportsman keeps crabbing all the time.
3: Crabbing about what?
1: Well, how did I know it was his hat I was bailing out the boat with?
3: Well, with only two people in the boat, it was 50-50 whose hat it was. Did the boat leak, dearie? Did
1: it leak? There was a hole in the bottom of it I could have almost stuck my head through. I say almost because Latrivia tried to do it. His head? No, mine.
3: Well, why did he do that?
1: Sorehead. Just because my gun went off and blew the bottom out of the boat.
3: Oh. Well, that must have been quite a little outing. And you only got one duck. Well, what did it do? Commit suicide? No, sir.
1: It was the finest piece of marksmanship I ever saw, if I do say so myself as I shouldn't. There I was, sitting in the boat, keeping a keen eye out for every duck. Every nerve tense and ready. When all of a sudden, a wing flashed right by my face. A duck? No, a fried chicken. Latrivia spilled the lunch. <laughs> Well,
3: sir... Come in. Oh, hello, Abigail,
4: darling. how do you do, Mrs. McGee? And Mr. McGee. Hi, Abby.
1: Pardon me if I don't leap up and bow from the waist, but I got a terrific mallard migraine.
4: (laughs) My good heavens,
1: what is that, Mr. McGee? A foul headache.
3: (laughs) He just got home from his duck shooting trip, Abigail. Spent all day out in a cold rowboat and only got one duck. Isn't that the limit?
4: Why, I was under the impression that ten was the limit.
2: (laughs) It is,
1: but both me and Latrivia were hunting under the worst possible conditions, Uppy. Oh, really?
3: How so? Well, McGee was with the mayor, and the mayor was with McGee. Now, if you can whip up any worse conditions than that, we'll shoot it in Technicolor.
1: Next time, I'll go alone, not with an amateur like Latrivia. Uh,
4: I just met him down the street, Mister McGee. What did, he, what did he have to say, Abigail? <laughs> well, he said Mister McGee was the biggest bore he'd been out with since he left the Coast Artillery. <laughs>
1: Oh, he did, did he? Why, that... He
4: said that Mr. McGee was really a boon to wildlife, and he didn't mean Daniel. <laughs>
1: now, look here, Uppy. If he said... And he...
4: he added that you were a born woodsman, particularly from the neck up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, I don't think that was And he very... concluded his remarks, Mr. McGee, with a comment that you couldn't hit a duck with a napkin if it was on a blue plate special. <laughs>
1: Why, that big blowhard. He'd never even seen a double-barrel shotgun before. Didn't even know what it was for. He
3: didn't, really? No, he had
1: one barrel full of cigarettes with a cork in the end of it.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: Why, if I... How many ducks did you get, Mr. McGee? He got one, Abigail. Oh, how
4: many did Mayor Latritya get? That's
1: beside the point. What I'm trying to say how is... How
4: many did he get, Mr. McGee? How many did he get?
1: got is immaterial. Anybody that... How was... many? Nine.
4: Nine. <laughs>
2: And
1: why? Because he's shut with his
4: eyes shut, that's why. I shut eyes I must be going, Mr. McGee. And don't apologize for not being able to give me a duck. Mayor Latryvia gave me two of them. <laughs> Goodbye, Mr. McGee. Goodbye, Abigail. <laughs> Abigail.
1: So long, Appie. And next time you see Latrivia
4: oh, 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 I knew. I'd forgotten something. Here, Mr. McGee. The mayor wanted me to lend you his wristwatch, just to make it mutual.
1: Make what Mutual.
4: He said that anyone who so die survived a day's hunting with you was living on borrowed time.
3: <laughs> There's nothing like outdoor life to make men real pals, is there, McGee?
1: I'll pal him. I've never been so insulted in my life. Why, when I think that lint head was behind me all day with a shotgun, it, why, it, it makes my blood stand on
3: end. Yes, but did he really shoot nine ducks? Well, so
1: what if he did? Beginner's luck.
3: Well, maybe you better begin again yourself. <laughs> promised ducks to everybody in the neighborhood. Hiya,
0: folks. Where's my duck?
3: Still flying south, Mr. (laughs) Wilcox. In a V formation, meaning bamoose.
0: Come on, come on. No kidding. I've invited six people to a duck dinner tomorrow night. Give me my ducks. You haven't got any ducks, Junior. I only got one, and we're eating that ourselves. Oh. Well, that's okay, pal. I'll cook steaks for my guests.
3: Can you cook, Mr. Wilcox?
0: Can I cook? (laughs)
3: ho, ho, ho.
0: Baby, I can spot Oscar of the Waldorf three lamb chops and beat him by two fricassees and a curry. I had to learn to cook. How so, Junior,
1: inquired little Fibber
0: with his bright blue eyes dancing with mischief. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Whenever I demonstrated Johnson's self-polishing glow coat and how it would give new life and beauty to tired old linoleum and make housekeeping a thing of joy because glow coat can be applied with practically no effort and shines as it dries to a mirror-like polish in 20 minutes or less, I... I... What did I start out to say?
3: Well, you started out to say how you learned to broil steaks. And I'm interested, too, being the chef here myself. Yeah, now
1: you're gassing with cook, Wilcox. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 well,
0: wherever I demonstrated blowcoats and how easily spots and spilled food are wiped right up with a damp cloth, housewife said, well, that's all very well, Mr. Wilcox, but you're just a man. You don't know what it is to work in a kitchen all day. So I learned to cook.
3: Yes, but did it help any in your selling?
0: It certainly did. The first time I ever spilled peach preserves on the linoleum, I discovered that nothing preserves linoleum as peachy as glucose.
2: <laughs> you don't like
0: it? No. Okay, I'll try again next Tuesday. <laughs>
1: Imagine that guy as a cook, Molly (laughs) I bet the only way he could get a lamb in the stew Would be to make like a wolf
3: (laughs) Speaking of cooking, McGee I better get this duck ready for dinner Ah,
1: boy, duck dinner Roast duck and wild rice I'm so hungry I could eat the drumstick off a card table Come in Hi,
3: mister Oh, hi,
1: little girl You better run along now, don't bother me I'm tired Why? I've been hunting and I'm all in
2: Oh
1: What happened to me today shouldn't happen to a duck (laughs) <laughs> and almost didn't
2: <laughs>
1: What you got in the paper bag, sis?
2: Jelly beans
1: Oh, boy, jelly beans mm-hmm. Got any black ones?
3: Sure, I have, I betcha. I was
1: about divvying up with your old pal, huh? I ain't had any black jelly beans since I was saddle high to a tricycle
3: <laughs> Will you tell me a story if I give you something, will you, please? Will you?
1: You drive a hard bargain, sis, but it's a deal Phone me over the jelly beans
3: Okay Okay <laughs>
1: Not so many, gee. I only took five. Don't be such a cheap-fisted little tight skate. (laughs) Five.
3: It ought to be worth a dandy long story then, mister. Okay.
1: Did I ever tell you why the leaves turn red in the fall and green in the spring?
2: Yes.
1: Well, what do you want for five jelly beans, Ernest Hemingway? (laughs) The reason the leaves turn red in the fall, sis, is because red is a stop sign. Um... It means stop. Put on your warm clothes. Uh-huh. Stop. Close the door after you. Stop. It's almost Thanksgiving. Stop. Get out your sled.
2: Oh, heavenly days. <laughs> and
1: the reason the leaves turn green in the spring is because green means go. It means go out and play. Uh-huh. Go pick the wildflowers. Go get out your bathing suit. Go and...
3: Hey, mister. Huh? Look, mm-hmm. I don't begrudge you to jelly beans, but I don't go for that heavy-handed whimsy. Laughter.
1: What you mean, sis?
3: Well, gee, everybody knows the coloration of foliage is due almost entirely to the photosynthetic action of chlorophyll under the actinic rays of solar radiation huh? in combination with a seasonal diminishing of the flow of vegetative fluids, and you can give that stop and go malarkey back to the Indians.
0: <laughs> Kingsman sing, clabbering up for rain. My paw went up in the hills one day for to get his mash a cooking. He took a twelve gauge gun along in case someone were looking. I heard him say today's the day to taste it with a skewer when they're not more ten foot away was a gall dang railin' you were oh, clappering
2: on parade, it's clapperin up for a and my paw gets his dander up It's a clabberin' up for rain The
3: gal I love is a mountain gal She's jealous as a demon And she can
2: claw like a bear come small Or else I must be a dreamin' I took her to a hoedown dance And in the dark I kissed her On went the light And dang my sight If I hadn't kissed her sister Whoa. they up for the rain. Mm. Hi, uh, 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 uh,
3: uh, 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 baby, brothers. A pesky brat named Antelope Dye hey! He won great fame because he got the name of the country's champion cry hey! Got a crying voice
2: like Grandma's bull, and a temper like a viper. Should have seen that time today. he got a hornet in his family. Ah! Whoa!
3: gets his dander up It's a clabbering up It's clabbering up It's clabbering, clabbering,
1: clabbering up Hooray! Ah, boy, that duck smells good.
3: It really does,
1: doesn't it? Yep, my mouth is watering so hard my teeth just went down for the third time.
3: <laughs> McGill, you never did tell me how you happened to shoot this one, duck.
1: Oh, say, I guess I didn't at that. Well, sir, there we were, keeping a sharp eye out for Ducks. That is, I was keeping a sharp eye out. Laturbia is too nearsighted. I
3: didn't know that.
1: Sure. A stigma prism or something.
3: <laughs>
1: Bit himself in five places one night, eating spare ribs. <laughs>
2: Well, anyway, there we were on the alert. When all
1: of a sudden, whoosh, overcome this beautiful duck, out of no place. The trivia just sat there like a moat, all flustered. But I was cool as a cucumber.
3: And just as green, according to him. Well, anything
1: that guy says, you can take with a dose of salt.
2: <laughs> well, with a smile
3: of
1: confidence, I draw some bead on him. On the mayor? No, 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 no. On the duck. Closer and closer he comes.
3: Oh, so I don't... wonder who that is. Come in.
1: Hello,
5: Mrs. McGee.
1: Hello, Mr. McGee. Well, hello there, Mr. Wimple. Hi, Wimp, man. What if you know if I'm not
5: being too optimistic? No. Oh, nothing much new, Mr. McGee. <laughs> May I? May you what, Mr. Wimple? May I pick up the duck, Mr. McGee promised me? Uh, well
1: uh, I uh, well, I'll tell you, Wimp, it's it's like this. I I didn't have very good luck today. Only got one duck.
5: Oh, that's all right, Mr. McGee. I can get along without it. I just thought it would be a change from that chop that Sweetie Face gives me every night. What?
3: Uh-huh. Chops every night? Yeah.
5: Pork or lamb? Suey. <laughs> Sweetie Face is a great admirer of the Chinese. Oh, She calls me her little shangri lollipop. Well, <laughs> At least she seems
3: to have a sense of humor, Mr. Wimple.
5: Oh, indeed she has, Mrs. McGee. She has more comical ideas and witty thoughts... In fact, when I left this morning, she made a very funny crack.
1: Can you remember it?
5: Yes, for quite a while. It's right here in my (laughs) collarbone.
2: Well, you poor lad. Why on
3: earth do you take all that mistreatment?
5: Confidentially, Mrs. McGee. One of these days, I'm going to surprise her. I'm taking a course in muscle building. Oh. Here, feel of my biceps, Mr. McGee.
1: (laughs) Wow. Wow. Feels like you got a house brick up your sleeve. Uh,
5: How do you do it, Wimp? Oh, easy. I just put a house brick up my sleeve. (laughs) I've been taking deep breathing exercises, too. My chest is now 26 inches normally. Mm.
3: Oh, and what is it expanded?
5: 25. (laughs) Does Sweetie Face know you're building up to something, Wimp? Oh, I think she suspects, Mr. McGee. She grabbed at me this morning, but I escaped. Really? Yes. Our second story window opens right near a tall tree, Mm -hmm. and I leap right through the window to the topmost branch. Oh
1: (laughs) (laughs) just like Tarzan, eh, (laughs) Wynn?
5: Almost. When I took through the topmost branch turned out to be a crack in my glasses.
1: little mug,
3: isn't he? He certainly is. Hey, ain't
1: that duck about ready?
3: Well, it should be in just a few minutes, dearie. I better baste it once more before. It...
1: Oh, for the love of Mike! Why
3: Seventy-nine Whistle Vista, Molly McGee speaking. Who? Oh yes, yes indeed. Oh, you did. Hmm. All right. Yes, I'll be sure and tell him. Thank you for calling. Goodbye.
1: Molly, if anybody else calls or phones before I fling a fang into that duck, I'm going to ignore him.
3: Well, I don't blame you, dearie. Well,
1: let him wait. I got that bird the hard way. One shot in a million. Now I want to enjoy it in peace. Who's at the call?
3: Toby the butcher. He wants to apologize.
1: Apologize for what?
3: He overcharged you 17 cents on that duck you bought. (laughs)
0: have thought a few years ago that soldiers' uniforms would one day be waxed, but they really are today, and it's a sensible idea. Here's why. Uniforms impregnated with a wax emulsion are rendered water repellent, stain and dirt resistant, look smarter longer, and are easier to launder. Many army laundries and textile mills use Drax, D-R-A-X, Johnson's water repellent textile finish, for this purpose. The chances are, after the war, you'll be able to buy Drax-treated garments in stores and to have outdoor clothing, play suits, and other garments treated with Drax at your local laundries or dry cleaners. The makers of Johnson's Wax will welcome inquiries from finishing mills and others interested in Drax. Write S.C. Johnson & Son Incorporated at Racine, Wisconsin, or at Brantford, Ontario.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we've been talking about ducks for the last half hour. Now let's talk turkey. We're in this fight to the finish. And what does a smart guy do when he starts fighting?
3: I know, McGee. He gets somebody to hold his coat. Somebody that he knows won't go through the pockets while he's in there swinging.
1: And that's all of us. We're holding the coats for our boys in the Solomons. In Iceland, in Egypt, in Europe, and all over the world. They're trusting us to see that they'll have something when they get back.
3: Yes, so let's let them come home to a country that's kept faith with them. Let's buy only essential things. Use less, waste less, and save more by buying war bonds. Good night. Good night, all.
0: The characters of the old-timer and Wallace Wimple heard on this program were played by Bill Thompson. This is Harlow Wilson, speaking for the makers of Johnson's Locks for Home and Industry, inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Tonight, this program came to you from Hollywood.
2: For more late election returns, we take you to Chicago.